That is that is tasty. That's gets a tasty me, beat. Definitely gets me hype. <laughs> if you didn't need to get any more hype, that would be my. If now. I was a if I was a major league baseball player, I'm I'm certain that would be my walk up song. It, it, you you would just be ready to hit a homer. That, that's what baseball players do, right? Is that a is that a baseball term? Homer. Yeah. A home run. Dingers. There's a guy. Have you ever? Uh, do you remember? You've watched the Little League World Series, right? Yes, I have. So there's always they always say introduce say something about yourself and then probably say like a factory favorite player or whatever. This one guy, he came up, he was 13, 14 year old, and uh, he said, "My name's Big Al and I hit dingers." And I just thought that is the best. <laughs> That's the best introduction you know he's for a about. 13 year old. <laughs> he's ready to go. Well, welcome to Jurassic Pod, the show where we excavate, theorize, and decipher the evolution of the Jurassic Park films and its fandom. Here we are at the 30th Street Studios. Michael Wynn, Michael J. Wynn. Oh, pleasure. Is, is the J for Jurassic Park? Yeah, some have theorized that it is. We yes. could retroactively uh, change that. Yeah, there's forms you could fill out to make that happen. And I'm, uh, I'm Luke Ferris, and welcome to the intro episode to Jurassic Pod. Episode zero. Episode zero, yeah, because it's kind of it's it's just the warming up. It's uh it's the prehistoric episode. It's the it's the it, it's 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 the episode that's being put in the incubator. Yes. It's really a way for folks to understand what this is all about. Because one of the things that this whole thing started for me was I was looking at the state of our world right now and I was thinking you know, there's not enough podcasts with guys <laughs> talking about movies from the '90s and '80s. Certainly not. Uh, I think I think you've hit a real market in inefficiency here. Yeah, I mean, no one's talking about movies on podcasts. Not, not at all. And I, I thought that we needed to do that first, and then people weren't talking about Jurassic Park enough. I was worried that it was getting lost in the zeitgeist. Yeah, I mean, they brought it. You know, obviously they rebooted the franchise, but it wasn't. And it set worldwide records for box office and. But besides that, there wasn't enough podcasts talking about Jurassic specifically Park. podcasts. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so underutilized medium for <laughs> Jurassic Park discussions. <laughs> well, we really hope this show. If you are so, wait. Let me just start. What can I call Jurassic Park fans? Do you know Jurassic heads? Extinct. Extinct. <laughs> um, I. You know, I don't think that there's been a. Um, Official as far term? as I'm concerned, I, I don't know that there is an official term for Jurassic Park fans. It's not like Trekkies, yeah, or anything like that. Well, maybe we can. Maybe they're Jurassic heads. Maybe we can. Maybe that would be part of this journey we're on to really yeah. create a a cultural name that's going to be combating with the Trekkies of the world. But like Star Wars fans don't really have any rebels. Rebels, um, fanboys, I guess, is kind of fanboys. almost a Star Wars thing. But we we're really here for the fans of Jurassic Park, specifically 
our relationship, and if you listen to the trailer, that shares a little bit about it, but our relationship to the films, um, one thing that I learned when we got to know each other is you really like these movies. I do. More so than other movies. Like, in, it, it's kind of hard to describe. Like, obviously, Jurassic Park is an incredible film. The franchise is very important. But there's, I, I don't meet a lot of people who are like, this is, my, this is it. This is the franchise. To be fair, I'm, I'm not so certain that I fit that description of, like, this is... It's not your life. Like, you're not no, thinking no, about no, 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 Jurassic no. Park every day. I know that, but... If to you it's it's above any other like big big budget franchise that we we know of today of yeah. modern big big budget franchise. Yeah, it's probably uh, it's probably definitely top two, top three favorite film franchises. Yeah, for me. And and I think that's one thing that I am fascinated to go on this journey with you is even though Jurassic Park is huge, it's it still doesn't have it's not like it's not a Star Wars Star Trek level of of insanity almost to like where those fanhoods have have gone beyond the point of no return like they control the, their influence on the films and the business is is it's to the point of of unhealthy there is absolutely a subculture is is an understatement when it comes to describing the the culture that surrounds the fan bases of those franchises and and it's not unfair to say that the the Jurassic Park franchise does not have that same kind of thing going for it. And I think I'm fascinated to deep dive into this franchise and these movies is because they're such an important movie to our generation as 90s kids. Uh, more so, I would say more so than Star Wars I, and those kind of films were important, but we were kind of in the leftover era of of what those franchises were. They were already established for many of us, uh, our age, you know, in their mid to late twenties, uh, many of us are Star Wars fans, but only because they were movies shown to us by our parents. Exactly. Where I, I to me, Jar- Jurassic Park, and we'll get into this in the intro, is it, it? I felt like it was something that was we were brought up in the dinosaur craze, like that that idea, that whole generation. And I'm just, it's amazing to me that these films are still happening and they're still being made and they're breaking records. It's just, it's, it's surprising to me. And that's why I want to dive into more than just the films and behind the scenes, really what the, the fanhood and why these movies persist and why they're so important. So let's go back to, you know, the beginning with uh, the mosquito. Uh, But let's go back to the beginning for you. What, where was your Jurassic park journey? Where did it begin What's your memories of the franchise? Do you have a moment in time that stands out? My earliest memory of Jurassic Park is actually, I think the first movie I saw, or it's certainly the the first movie I remember was the second one, The Lost World. Interesting. And uh, my earliest memory is uh, watching the one of the final scenes, actually, when they're trying to escape the island. Uh, and they are running around the remnants of the old research faci- research yes. and, and breeding facility that they had on this island. And I think one of the reasons why I uh, have this memory is I also have an interest, like a like an ancillary interest, and in, you know another one of my interests as a human being is uh, urban decay. Interesting. And uh, so this idea of this 
um, urban decay, but it's not urban. It's on some tropical island off of Costa Rica. And it, but, but it is this thing that, that time has forgotten, time has left behind and has been abandoned by, and I, this, this is my earliest memory of Jurassic World is watching these people run away from velociraptors <laughs> on this remote island. But you were attracted to like, there was something bigger here that is now gone. Or there was something, some remnants of... I just love exploring. This is, I mean, this has nothing to do with Jurassic Park necessarily, but I love exploring places that are forgotten. And uh, so, it, you know, I, I remember this. This is one of my favorite scenes, even though it's there's nothing necessarily memorable about the scene. I just love this idea Stood of running, r- running yeah. through this place that is totally abandoned. It just seems fascinating to me. But... That's my earliest memory. I think that I also was just a kid, as many boys are. With I'm just interested in dinosaurs. Yeah. And uh, I often would. I remember it probably came from Jurassic Park and just liking those movies. But I remember telling my dad that, "Hey, I really want to go on a trip to dig up dinosaur bones." <laughs> and my dad's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Yeah. yeah. But I remember I I would get Christmas gifts that were uh, dinosaur themed, and and my family would go to Disney World. Uh, I think I went to Disney World th- three, four, maybe five times growing up. So I mean, we were a family that went quite a bit, and there one of those families, one of those families, yeah. And there's uh, in the Animal Kingdom at Disney World, there used to be, and there may still be, an exhibit where it's basically just a giant sandbox, and there's dinosaur bones in the sandbox, yes. and kids go in there and they, you know, move the sand around or whatever. And that was like, I remember, I remember going to Animal Kingdom that day thinking. This is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Is 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 this exhibit, <laughs> and, and it is like the not like why people not go. the real so animals, the fake dinosaur. Didn't bones care about the tree. <laughs> Bugs life can go wherever. I just I wanted to dig for dinosaur bones. Yes, and uh, I love that. And, and, and so this was uh, this is just an, an interest of mine as a as a child, and uh, it just kind of translated to these it translated either to or from these movies that were about um science and the uh just the, the you know wanting to imagine what life would be like and and also uh movies i'm sure we'll get into this later on and in, in, into the podcast is just about nature yeah and about uh wildlife and just trying to control nature trying to control nature yeah and i'm glad you brought up the disney world aspect because uh something that you also were in- interested in outside of Jurassic Park is theme parks, creation yes. of theme parks, the structure of theme parks. And that is plays a huge role in the Jurassic Park franchise, specifically the first one, very much the first one. And so that's something that's another aspect of this, this franchise that's so unique because it takes these interesting aspects uh, like science, uh, corporate greed, creating entertainment, uh, you know, discovery archaeology and then kind of covers it with this very fun action adventure family fun movie yeah but there's there's it can get really deep and some of the later movies do go into that world of of ingen um which i'm sure we'll we'll get into that uh fake corporation one of my favorite fake corporations it has to be one of the top ones yeah, it's 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 got to be one of the best uh, fake corporations, the RoboCop Corporation, and then uh, what's the one s- in iRobot? 
I'm trying to remember that one. Skynet from Terminator is another big one. Yeah. Um, but but I would say InGen's pretty well, pretty up um, there. Not 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 known for its movie necessarily, but what's the what is the company in Ready Player One? The book. Um, the movie obviously was popular, yeah. but the book is far more popular yes. amongst mostly adolescent boys. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the company, but yeah, the famous famous companies. InGen probably is one of the most famous fictional companies. companies yeah, destructive. But we'll get into it because InGen almost becomes a character in the franchise. I want to touch, and we'll get to that because it's going to be a big part of the show. Um, InGen, if you're listening, please sponsor. We'd love to get a sponsor. So if, if you're listening, we're, we're ready. I heard that the, the, the trust of John Hammond has a lot of money. To There's a lot stuff. left. There's a lot left there. Yeah. Another story that I, is Jurassic Park related. Uh, we were uh, involved in each other's weddings. We went to school together. Um, we got married actually at the same place. Um, not the same time. No. <laughs> but for your bachelor party, uh, we did make it Jurassic Park themed. Yes. Uh, I... And I would say my skill set of decorating um, is probably not anything impressive, but I did put an effort into to make your rental house appear like a jungle. Yeah. And we did have matching Jurassic Park t-shirts. Yes. Still have. Yes. I still have that t-shirt. And watched a Jurassic Park film. So I, I feel yes. like that is another part of our connection to the films is I did create an experience um, that probably doesn't live up to John Hammond's vision of sparing no expense, but I, I think it, <laughs> I as try. far as far as a recent college graduate goes, you spared no expense. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. The t-shirts were big. Yeah, got, everyone got the matching. And do we wear those out to? I think the I was. Bar? I think we were forced to wear them. I think, out. and I think I forced everyone to do that. Which is what a sight to see uh, a, a bunch of dudes walking around with Jurassic matching Jurassic Park t-shirts. And this was like I I got married uh, actually my 5 year anniversary is coming up this week. And so uh, over over 5 years ago uh this happened and uh just a 5 years ago like they were not talking about making Jurassic World. So it was these guys walking around this city with Jurassic Park t-shirts on and it's been it's been 15 years since a jurassic park i know has been like wow what's going on with them <laughs> i thought i thought we looked pretty cool yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure people were just like wow look at those guys they yeah. they know what's up they know what's up so let's talk about the franchise uh again this is going to be a little taste of, of yeah. what's to come but also for us to level set on where we want the discussion to be i, I this podcast will touch on behind the scenes about the filmmaking I think that's something that we're both very interested in. A lot of our guests will be interested in the actual filmmaking, but it's not going to be a retrospective of how the movie was made. We're not going to, there's books written about it. Um, so we're not going to do that. Um, we, I think we want to really talk about, go through the movies, you know, in detail. Uh, we're going to be doing that. So if you like in-depth over analysis of films, I think that's going to be a part of it. Um, I think it's also going to be a part of, looking at the film specifically, but also the bigger picture of the story, the message, the franchise, and its impact. Is that incorrect with saying? No. No, I think that's spot on. What uh, stands out to you about the Jurassic Park franchise as we look at what the world is today? Because 1993, when the first film came out, I, I equate that as 
almost the peak of the perfection of the Spielberg Lucas era mm-hmm. of big budget blockbuster films. But now th- those are a dime a dozen. Yeah. Uh, the big world. I mean, that's how big tentpole movies is how theaters, how theater and movies are staying in business. But how do you, so how do you compare what's happening in the world today where you have the Marvel franchises, Star Wars, everybody, every film property has a franchise compared to what Jurassic Park is? Yeah. So it's interesting because the Jurassic Park films, the premise, the, the main plot line, the, the, the genesis of the, of the plot and the conflict is more relevant today than it even that you could argue even than it was in 19 in the in the nineties when these movies were released. And, and the plot point I'm talking about is genetic engineering. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just recently um, there's been studies and a lot of argument in the scientific community about genetic engineering and what that means for selective genetic engineering and for test tube babies, if you will, I mean, that's a, that's a cultural term, but, um, so, I mean, that plays a huge part of it. And then that's not even touching on, uh, how the movies address, um, humanity's relationship with the environment and humanity's relationship with God necessarily. And, um, and so the movies have themes in them that even though, you know, nearly 20 years old, they're the relevance of them has not been lost in some ways. They're probably even more relevant. Yes. And so the last, and I, I would pose, pose this question to you. What was the, what was the last Jurassic Park movie you watched? When's the last time you threw one on? Uh, I recently saw the first one. Um, it was on TV and, uh, whenever I see Jurassic Park on TV, I stop. It's it kind of like I got a, gear, yeah. I have a coworker who's super into Tombstone for whatever reason, and he says that whenever Tombstone's on, he stops. So we had a conversation of what, if there's a movie on TV and you see it, it what's the what are the movies you stopped Tombstone. everything for? That's like for a, him, it's a Tombstone t- like a TNT movie. Like I feel like Tombstone was on all the time. That was it's like the classic dad Saturday afternoon. Yes, got so, Tombstone on, switching to the football game back and forth. So for him, it's Tombstone, and I. I revealed for me it was Jurassic Park, and I mean there are others obviously, but Jurassic Park is one of them. So I think the first one was on TV, and I saw that one. So the last time I watched Jurassic Park film was this past summer. I went to a drive-in movie. My wife and I went and saw Jurassic Park because they were showing it. And the reason I bring this up is it it held up so well. And I don't I don't remember what the gap was. Probably a couple of years. Probably when we we probably watched it in college since the last time I watched it and it's held up so well. And like you said earlier, it's relevant just as ever. And I was surprised the messages and the deeper aspect of that film and in the franchise held up and was more impactful than name the superhero movie that's come out in the last 10 years. Like the, what they're actually talking about. And it's amazing because they're the most fun like escapism movies, but they're also, if you want to go deeper, you can go deeper. And I think that's the fascinating thing. And you can do that with superhero movies, but a lot of su- superhero movies are definitely contained that they, they have shackles on them because they, or they have, they're in cages because there's some things they can't get out of. Like there are people dressed in tights with yeah. powers and they have to fight a bad guy. And Jurassic Park is so fascinating because the quote-unquote typical villains or 
the what creates the fear are the animals, but the humans are also the bad guys. Yes. Yeah. Or the human constructs. So it, it, I, I think to not be long-winded, but this podcast will be long-winded, so Absolutely. I, I won't apologize for it. I think this... It's fran- a podcast that's uh, millions of years in the making, you could say. That's a, I think that's a great tagline. Uh, yeah, podcast, the, the technology of podcasts, or the, the form of podcasts, millions of years yeah. leading to this point yes. of two dudes talking about a movie. Life finds a way yeah. to have podcasts. Life finds a way. Good, good. That's a- there you go. So I have a couple other questions for you. As we go on this journey... These films, uh, there's definitely different levels of the films and the different directors. Um, it, the Spielberg DNA, to, nice. to pun intended, is definitely throughout these films. But which ones are do you think are going to hold up? Which ones do you expect to be hard to watch? Which ones are you excited to, to watch again and to deep dive again? Yeah, so the hardest one to watch is the third one. I, yeah, think, I, think I think most that's, people that's would agree. pretty universal. I'm excited to watch that one. Is that another pun that you made there? Yeah. <laughs> There could be mul- there could be a lot of puns throughout the, the so so get ready strap the, in listeners the third one I remember when it came out I really liked it but I was also like I forget what year it came we out we were the demographic yeah we were yeah. the demographic word that that movie was gonna be good no matter what yeah and and the only thing that the third one has going for it is that Alan Grant is in is in it Alan and um so I mean but um the I think the easiest one to watch is the first one because it's I mean, it, it's a, it's almost a flawless movie. It's almost a flawless movie. Yeah. I, I think that that's a fair I'm thing probably, to say. I think cause I watched it this past summer and I remember leaving the theater or leaving the drive-in and I was like, that movie's flawless. Yeah. And my wife loves that first one, which she's not into more of the big budget temple films as much as I am. And it, and we were, I remember we were driving back it, it interesting side tangent when we were driving, you know, when drive-ins you have to, tune into yeah. the radio we left perfectly where we were exiting the driving theater as the final music theme nice. is playing but we were, we were talking about that it's almost a flawless film so i'm interested to see looking at it with a microscope what is what is it flawless flawless i think it will still be flawless in my mind yeah um i mean even from a technical perspective i think that it's especially for a movie from that time it's it was groundbreaking yeah and that's why i i have a whole and we'll get into that and in, when we do the episode but i have a whole theory that that was the perfection of what film was that was the the peak of modern filmmaking because it was spielberg at his peak yeah that and we'll spielberg made jurassic park and schindler's list within the same year I didn't know that. As he was doing post-production on Jurassic Park, he was in Europe filming Schindler's List. Was he Was he also producing Jurassic Park? Yes. Or did he only direct it? He, he produced it. Wow. So, I mean, he, that is... he. It is no... You cannot argue that that was the peak Spielberg. Like, yeah. Not that he's When not, did E.T. come out? I forget. In that in the eighties, but like for me, it was that, like eighty eight, eighty nine. That wasn't it? year, that that year was kind of the culmination of everything that he did well. Yeah. And Jurassic Park is it's the technology, the filmmaking, the story. That's what it is. So, 
it's going to be interesting to dive into that because I really think that that movie was so influential. It was way off. It was 1982. Yeah. That's all right. We'll be looking up a lot of facts. Fact check. I appreciate the fact check. We're honest here. Another thing I'm interested in as a huge self-proclaimed Goldblum fan mm-hmm. since since probably when this film came out. I'm excited to to watch A Lost World again or The Lost World World again because that film was Goldblum centric. Yes. Another thing that I noticed and I'm going to I'm curious to see with the other films Besides the first one, the first one, all those actors, especially the the, the the main three, have went on after Jurassic Park to have incredible careers. And actually, um, I don't, the actor that played Alan Grant um, and Laura Leaney have had, um, and Goldblum, he was more consistent, but all have had resurgence in the last five to six years of their careers where they've gotten bigger. So it's interesting to see those three in 93 being part of the most successful movie of all time, one of the most successful movies of all time, but to still be at the top of their game, you know, 20, 30 years later. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested also to watch the new ones. I've only seen, what's the, uh, I, the, the names I can't, they've I can't. come out with two since the second new two one. extra ones. Yeah. The second new one of the reboot, the second Chris Pat Pratt I've not seen. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. To, the, to look at it with fresh eyes. I, I might be. I don't know. You can get polarizing views on on this on, on reboots of movies, but I actually thought that the first Jurassic World um, was very good. Uh, it, I mean, it was nostalgic. I yes. get it, um, but it was it was very good. The second one, I remember just feeling really disappointed by. So I think that one would be difficult for me to watch. But um, well, maybe I can help uh, bring a, f- a fresh perspective. Yeah, I don't know the, how different your opinion <laughs> is going to be from mine. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, of course, uh, I just I was so content uh, with the with with Jurassic World, the fourth movie. Yeah. I was like so, they didn't need to do any more. I that. was so content. That was enough. Yes. I, I felt like, and, and I, I was, I, I'm the kind of person that gets very hyped up for movies that I'm very excited to see. So, uh, star Wars, for example, I have to very carefully, uh, manage my expectations, yes. uh, for, I remember when Christopher Nolan announced that he was going to do the Superman movie when he was going to, when he announced he was going to do man of steel, I was I was so over the top excited for that movie that I was disappointed by it. I mean, I think a lot of people were, I think a lot of people expected more from that movie, but I think Christopher Nolan, I mean, this isn't a podcast about man of steel, but yeah, but, but anyway, yeah, we don't want to go down that road. That that's dangerous. Yeah, it is. I feel like dangerous. when you sidestepped into that fanhood, you might, it's, it's intense. I feel like the Jurassic fanhood is positive. Yeah. Relaxing. Intelligent. Yeah. And just a safe, it's a safe place. Yeah. So on the I, internet. I definitely, um, I was so, like I said, I was so content with Jurassic World that when, that I, I almost didn't want to see the second Jurassic World, but I did because I'm, I'm a sucker and, um, take my money. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and if they come, if they release another one, I'm, Lord knows I'll go see it. And, uh, but, um, yeah. So, I was I was just kind of I was I think I had a bad disposition or a 
a negative disposition to see the second Jurassic Park. So maybe this another maybe another time viewing with it. the microscope of this podcast will, will help. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to look at the first three films, then the quote-unquote reboots, which are, they're not really technically re- reboots, but we'll, we'll have to dissect that that comparison of those two films and those that kind of middle road, the third one, and then the world. Yeah. And see how they are different, what they did right and what they did wrong. What do you think? I, I want to talk about uh, things that we can call out or things we should talk about each episode. Is there some consistent things we should talk about? Like, what's your favorite dinosaur every episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's that's got to happen. I was also thinking, what was your favorite human? I feel like if we're going to say, what's your favorite dinosaur? What, what was your favorite human sure. in, in each film? I think that's yep. an important question to ask because they're both, they're both very important. Yeah. Um, Maybe what was your favorite corporate or scientific justification yep. of of the film? That's great because that's. <laughs> I mean, it's it's what the entire premise of the movie. There's is always on. there's always a scientific or corporate justification. Sometimes they are married, yep. but sometimes they're separate. And then maybe how do you think we could rate these films? Do you want to rate these films, or do we need to let them breathe? Like, do do we need to have a rating system? And if I don't could, know yet, because I, you had. You had brought that idea to me before, and I, I actually don't know. Uh, are you familiar with Adnan Verk? Mm-hmm. He's a, kind of a niche movie critic but um, or enthusiast, and he has a way to rate films on maple leaves because he's Canadian. <laughs> and so I kind of thought, like, we should we should rate these on dinosaur eggs. But 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 that wasn't the point of the I kind of like that, though. <laughs> So I was thinking, could we rate them based off of the different like uh, Metazoic, pre- oh. Jurassic? But I don't know those very well, so no. and I don't know how we could say what, what's one is the better. I like the dinosaur eggs. So like out of one to ten dinosaur eggs, yeah, I don't know. I it's it's hard because I feel like if you haven't seen the movies, I'm surprised you're listening to this. <laughs> If you have seen the movies, I'm also a little surprised that you're listening to this. But, <laughs> but, but hey, uh, I'm the one that's sitting here talking about it. So, uh, no, I, I feel like if you've seen the movies, the ratings uh, wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. So you think there's not going to be a surprise? It's not like it's not like. Uh, I almost think that there's a I, there's a Star Wars, for instance. There is a strong opinion amongst many Star Wars fans about which movies are not good and which movies are Yeah, it's a huge debate. Yeah. But I would not say that there is a consensus about um, about the movies and which ones are good and which ones aren't. And, and a consensus on George Lucas and his creative decisions and all of the, all the things like that. I do think there's a consensus on Jurassic Park. Yeah. And I think... Part of that is the difference in the fan bases. Fan base for Star Wars is a little bit different than we talked about that a little bit, but yeah, and, and that it's almost like the first film, and we'll get to this. Is the first film really set the tone for all of it, and it's and it's really the standard. And and in in some ways, Jurassic Park, the first film, is separate from all the other films. Like yeah, it's, it's almost fan- a franchise in and of itself. Exactly. Well, maybe we'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll, yeah. as we're getting to it, 
but it's going to be interesting to see which ones hold up, which ones have more than we thought, and what what surprises will entail throughout this this journey, yeah. this Jurassic journey. Anything else that we can share with the listeners if they want a little taste? I'm sure some of them have stopped and just played the first episode. They're like, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Yeah, it's it's really fun to hear people say we're going to talk about something. This is a this is a 45 minute teaser. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think here. so. I think. Uh, I think it's best to save anything else for, um, for the microscope, as you put it. Yes. Let's get out of my microscopes. This is also going to really show that I have no science knowledge at all, because I'm gonna. I'm gonna say some really stupid things. Uh, I guess the only thing I would say, to set it up, is uh, some people don't know this. Uh, I mean, many people know that they're all the movies are are based on characters developed through Michael Crichton, the author, in his book, uh, Jurassic Park. But um, Michael Crichton, obviously a very uh, successful author, the late Michael Crichton, I should say. Yes. Uh, he's uh, not a writer by education. He's a medical doctor. And that's what brings a dimension to the literature for in, in the background to Jurassic Park that... Um, you know, is is very unique because the science it's not it's not Martian the Martian level of plausible. I mean, he takes some liberties and and has Absolutely, and yeah. has some and and makes some assumptions uh, from a scientific standpoint. But he understands the science of it so well that um, if you've ever had the op- opportunity or have read the books, I think you would agree that. He explains very complex genetic sequencing and genetic science in such a reader's digest way. And so that helps us understand what the what the whole thing is. And what the films become. So this so I say all that just to say that this series, this franchise, is developed by um, is informed by the opinion of a guy who knows what he's talking about and that helped form the entire franchise yeah he's he's a doctor that happens to be a writer not a writer that happens to understand some science there we go and i think that's a good place to end we will be doing other episodes outside of the films again this is i think we're going to be trying to do 10 to 15 episodes of this podcast obviously covering the films we'll probably have a book episode i think i'm gonna have to read the books i have never done that maybe we'll have some extras in there uh, for folks who want to dive deeper I'm excited to go on this journey, Mike. Yeah, I'm excited too. Let's get the microscope out and uh, take this journey. All right. Jurassic Pod. If you want to contact the show, you can visit JurassicPod.com or contact me directly at my email. You could email me directly. This might end up hurting me in the end, but I'm going to give it out anyways. LukeHFerris at gmail.com. That's L-U-K-E-H-F-E-R-R-I-S. Or on social media at Luke H. Ferris, same thing. Mike, do you want to promote anything or do you want to stay anonymous? <laughs> I also have social media that is seldom checked. It's on Instagram, W.YNNE. Or you can email Luke Ferris at <laughs> Luke, L U K E H. Ferris F E R R I S at gmail.com. That's that's all that's almost all nice. emails that are sent to him will probably not get to me. 
I'm, I'll have to forward them to you. <laughs> so you two, um, big up, big up dinosaur.